0: Hello, good morning, this is Rick Pena. I'm bringing you today's word for December 9th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. Today's part 52, so we've been in this series for over 10 weeks now. 10 weeks of just kind of getting into the word over two and a half months of, hey, what does God say about us and our success? How do I become a success in this world? How do I do it God's way? How do I do it for his glory? How do I do it by his grace? We've been learning all of that for over 10 weeks in this series. And as we're almost at the end of 2022, uh, I'm going to close out this series here soon and and then take a break. I always take the last two weeks of the year off. So we only have a few more messages for this year. But as I'm closing it out, we're going to close it out strong. We've been looking at Daniel. I don't know about you, but I I, I was just talking to my wife about this the other day. The Bible is like Better than movies sometimes. Like, you know, like you need to read the Bible. Some of the stories in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, the New Testament teaches us how to live. And so there's a difference between like a, a textbook and a newspaper. The, the New Testament, a lot of the writings and the letters is like textbook material, just teaching you, hey, do this, do that, love one another, pray for one another, you know, be quick to forget. That's textbook material. But I also like the newspaper, right? So one is prescriptive and one is descriptive. And, and, and the Old Covenant has a lot of history literature that's just like newspaper material. So one is telling us what to do. The other one is telling us what happened. And we have to glean what to do from what happened. And that's what we're looking at right now. We, we're studying the story of Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. That's newspaper material. And as we're reading it, it's not like God is saying, well, do this, do this, do this. No, we, we read the story and then it takes people like me, preachers, to then take that story and tell you what it means for you today. And so today, from the story of Daniel and the three Hebrew boys, we're going to learn about grace for life beyond limits. I want you to put this in the chat right now. Say, I have grace for life beyond limits. I am living beyond the limits of my limits. Why? Because I have grace for life beyond limits. Get ready to receive what God is about to release. So let's get into the message for this morning. I have grace for life without limits. There's this level of grace that's on my life right now for me to live beyond the limits of my humanity. So let's get into it. So we've been looking at we have some foundational scriptures. Let's get through those, and then we'll get to the story. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. All you did was believe. It's a gift from God. Eternal life is a gift from God, provided by Jesus to everyone, everywhere, and we receive it by faith. It's a gift. So you have nothing to boast about because all you do with the gift is receive it. You're not saved by the things you've done. You have nothing to boast about. Verse 10 says, God has made us what we are. Now, in Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works of that God had before ordained for us to do. So put it in the chat, I have work to do. I have work to do why? Because God ordained. There's some good works that I'm supposed to be doing. Like right now, my wife and I are in the Dominican Republic and we're doing and we're doing work. We could be with our kids, we could be home chilling, but no, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing because there's some good works that God had before ordained for us to do. And you have the same thing. First Corinthians chapter one, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus and for our benefit, God made him Christ Jesus to become wisdom itself and the father made us right with him. Say this out loud, I am the righteousness of God. So I'm the righteousness of God now because of Jesus and because of Jesus, the the father made us pure, holy, freed us from sin. All of that happened because of Jesus. None of that happened because of us. Verse 31 says, therefore, if you're going to boast, you have to boast in him. You have nothing to boast about. Your boast has to be in the Lord. Second Timothy one and nine says God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace. So he gave me a purpose and the grace for the purpose. He gave me an assignment and the grace for the assignment. He gave me both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. And so now let's get to our story. Daniel chapter two. Yesterday, uh, we looked at verses one through 11. Today, I'm basically going to recap one through 11 and go all the way up to verse 16. So this is Daniel chapter two, verses basically one through 16. So if you remember the story from yesterday, uh, the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, um, he gets a dream and he goes to his wise men. Now, these were sorcerers and soothsayers and magicians and that kind of thing. And they used you know, dark forces or the forces of this world, demonic stuff, to be able to interpret things. And uh, the king said, hey, I had a dream. And they was like, okay, well, we've done this before, Mr. King. Just tell us the dream, and I'm going to give you the interpretation of it. He said, no, this time I want to do something different. Because a lot of times when I just give you the dream, you give me the interpretation. It takes me a long time to find out whether or not the interpretation was right. Since since I really want to know if you guys have any power or not, I'm going to do it a little bit different this time. Instead of giving you the dream, I want you to tell me the dream. I want you to tell me the dream and then the interpretation of the dream. And if you can't tell me the dream and the interpretation of the dream, then I'm going to kill all of you. And I'm going to take your houses and we're going to burn your houses down to the ground till there's nothing but ashes that are left. And they were like, oh, snap. Okay, calm down, Mr. King. Just tell us the dream and we're going to give you the interpretation of it. And he said, no, I want you to tell me the dream, tell me what I dreamed, and then give me the interpretation of it. And they couldn't do that, obviously, because their their witchcraft and their sorcery and their magic was limited. They was like, well, listen, Mr. King, what you're asking us to do is a hard thing. Listen, only gods could tell the king what the dream is, but gods don't live with people. the 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 sorcerers, they were trying to like, Save their own lives, and they were saying, "Oh, Mr. King, listen, you're asking us to do something that only gods can do, and since gods don't live with people, then it can't get done." Now they were right in saying that they were the king was asking for something that, that only a god could do, but what they were wrong is where they said gods don't live with people. They didn't know that our god, the only wise god, the only true god, the god who sits on the circle of the earth, he actually does live with people, and he's living with us now, and so he was living with Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. And so God lives with us, and he empowers us to do what we can never do without him. Say amen to that. So King Nebuchadnezzar got tired of waiting, had all the men killed, had their houses burned to the ground, and somehow Daniel got caught up in all of this. Daniel and his friends were scheduled to be killed. And so Daniel comes up and is like, whoa, time out, time out. Time out, Mr. King. I don't know how we got caught up in this. I don't know how all of a sudden, like, we're supposed to be killed, had nothing to do with those people. What's up? What's the deal? I heard you had a dream and you want somebody to tell you what the dream is. And you want somebody to tell you what the interpretation of the dream is. Okay, that's true. All right. Calm down, Mr. King. Hold on for a minute. I serve a God that can tell me that. So give me some time. I'm going to go talk to my God and then I'm going to come back and I'm sure that my God is going to tell. Now, I can't do it, but my God can. And I'm going to go talk to my God because he can do what I can not do. And when I come back, I'm going to come back. Watch this with the dream and the interpretation of the dream. And we're going to stop there for today. So what does this mean for you today? I want you to know that, that, like, you know, it's time for us to just believe God on another level, to believe God. Put it in the chat. I believe God for the supernatural. You're going to have to believe God for to operate on a level that far exceeds your humanity. All right. So a few things for you this morning. Here's number one. Humans, you and I as humans, humans are limited and flawed. God is limitless and holy. So humans are limited and flawed. God is limitless and holy. So human ability has limits. Obviously, you know that. I know that. We all know that. It doesn't matter how gifted. Now, some people, you can say, well, man, that dude is really smart, or that dude has a lot of education, or that lady right there, she, man, you just don't know. Okay, some people are gifted. Some people are skilled. Some people are educated. Some people are disciplined. And some people are seemingly more prepared than other people. But regardless of how educated and skilled and prepared and disciplined you are, there are limits to your humanity. Humans are finite. God is infinite. Humans can gain knowledge over time through education and experience, but God knows everything all at once. Say that. Say God knows everything all at once. God knows everything all at once. God is everywhere at the same time. God has all power. God knows all things. He knows my thoughts before I think them, my words before I speak them, my my actions before I take them. God knows everything. Say amen to that. All right. God knows everything that has happened, is happening and will ever happen. And he knows everything all at once. So in addition to humans being finite, we're also flawed. Say I'm flawed. I'm not I'm not telling you to make a negative confession. I'm telling you to acknowledge the fact that you're not perfect. You are not. No human is perfect. Jesus was the only perfect human and he's not here. So you are flawed. And I'm flawed. We're all flawed. No human is perfect. Jesus was perfect for me. So let's say, for example, that somebody is super duper smart. Let's say somebody gained a great education. They develop along the way discipline, grit, determination and a tireless work ethic. Matter of fact, they even build great relationships and they're really good with people. So they have a high IQ and a high EQ. Even those people with a high IQ and a high EQ, even those people are going to make mistakes Why? Because humans are flawed and mistakes are part of our humanity. Mistakes are just part of the deal. So when you come with the you have to come to grips with the limits of your humanity so that you can open up your heart to the reality of God's infinite nature. Now, when you open up your heart to the fact that our God has no limits, our God is perfect, our God is infinite, our God is not flawed. Now it puts you in a a position to tap into the grace of God to operate on a level that far exceeds who you are. In your own humanity. So God makes his limitless power available to us by this unearned favor, which we call grace. It's the grace life, right? So by the grace life, we get to tap into the unlimited nature of God, and we get to tap into his power, his ability, his strength. We get to tap into wisdom. God made Jesus wisdom itself. We get to tap into wisdom that exceeds our education and experience. We get to operate on a level of wisdom that people are baffled because we are so young, but we're operating on a level of wisdom that exceeds our age, that we operate on a level of wisdom that exceeds our experience. You walk into a room or they just put you in charge of a new department and here you are operating with a level of wisdom and people are baffled because they're saying, how in the world is she so good at this? And she's never done it before. Why? Because the grace of God is on my life. That's why. Because I'm operating in the grace of God. God gives me the tongue of the learned. I'm able to operate. with with wisdom and insight that exceeds my humanity because I'm tapped into the divinity, which is the Holy Ghost in me receiving downloads from heaven. Say amen to that. So when you open up your heart to the grace of God and and you you tap into God's grace with your faith, you will live a life that far exceeds the limits of your humanity because at that point, you're not the one that's doing it. You will be able to say like Jesus said in John 14 and 10, if you see me, you've seen the father. It's the father who lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. So God is living. Say this. Say God say it and put it in the chat. God is on me, in me, with me, and for me. Say that and put it in the chat. God is on me, in me, with me, and for me. Because God is on me, in me, with me, and for me, and God is operating through me. He's speaking through my vocal cords and thinking through my mind and operating through my limbs. Now, at that point, it is God who is living through me. People ask me all the time, how do you do what you do? The answer is by the grace of God. There's a level of grace that's on my life. Now, whenever I'm failing is because I'm in the way. Whenever I'm making mistakes, it's because I'm in the way. If there's ever a problem, it's because it was me. It wasn't God. It was me. Now, now, when I get out of the way, say this by faith and put it in the chat, I get out of the way. When I get out of the way, then the grace of God is able to flow through me and he will be glorified. Say amen to that. And I'm able to operate on a level that is far beyond me and the limits of my humanity. So this is how we live. This is how we live the grace life. And this is how we experience supernatural success. We become a success in this world by the grace of God. Say amen to that. All right, number two. There are countless impossibilities with man, but no impossibilities with God. So so put it in the chat. All things are possible with God. So there are no impossibilities in God. So this series is about pursuing success in this world and doing it God's way. So God will reveal to you, God, look at me. God will take somebody like me, who was raised on on welfare and food stamps in the United States, somebody like my wife, who was raised with no running water, no electricity, came to the U.S. when she was 20 years old. So, so people that don't have the right background, don't have the right connections, don't have the right education. We joined the Army, both of us enlisted. We had to go to school at night. We never had the privilege of just, you know, just kind of having that that campus experience or anything like that. Uh, didn't have the money, none of that. So God will take God specializes in taking people that the world would have dismissed and then elevating them by his grace because when he does it, then then everybody has to acknowledge that there's something special on that person and that something special is the grace of God. So this series is about pursuing success God's way so that when you become a success in God's eyes, and the people and the spotlight is on you real quick to deflect that glory right back to God. And success in Christ is not a matter of more trying, like earning everything by the sweat of my brow. It's a matter of more dying. As I'm dying to self, God can live through me and he gets the glory. So if you open up your heart to God and his grace, the impossible becomes possible for you. That's Mark 9 and 23. Say that. Say the impossible is possible for me. So so you. I'm talking about When you you walk in the grace of God, God will allow you to see the invisible and perform the impossible. That's exactly what Daniel had to do. Daniel had to see the invisible, this dream. Daniel had to perform the impossible, come up with the dream, and then the interpretation of the dream. Daniel couldn't do it, but God can do it through Daniel if Daniel submitted. So Daniel required faith. God required grace, and that's how we live. So what King Nebuchadnezzar was asking was humanly impossible. The wise men couldn't do it. And so Daniel was like, hold on, Mr. King, just give me some time. I can't do it, but God can do it. I'm going to go talk to my God, and he's going to reveal to me. Watch this. He's going to He's gonna give me revelation that, that exceeds my education and my intellect. So what God is going to do is he's going to take the veil, and he's going to pull back the veil so I can see. Your dream is already on display in heaven. I can't see it. So what God is going to do is he's going to pull back the veil, and when I look back there, I'm going to be able to see your dream. And that's going to be beyond my education. I'm going to see your dream. That's beyond my intellect. That's not human. This is supernatural. I'm going to be able to see the dream because your dream is on display in heaven. I'm going to be able to see what I can't see. So so revelation exceeds education. And God is going to give me this revelation. And once I see it, then God is going to give me by revelation the interpretation of the dream. And I'm going to come back to you with all the answers you need. Come on now. Put this in the chat. Say, I I have the answers. So whatever the, whatever the problem is at my job, at my business, with my... Career, whatever, education, relationships, I have the answer. Whatever the problem is, I have the answer. Why? Because the answer is coming by revelation. Say amen to that. So I have the answers to the world's problems because it's coming by revelation, not education. There will be times where your education is not enough. There will be time, times where your experience, your background, your connections, your associations are just not enough. And that's what happened with the sorcerers. That's what happened with the soothsayers. It, their stuff, their power was not good enough. And so so there are times where God puts you in a situation where you have to say to God, "Okay, God, hey, listen, God, if you don't show up, this thing is not going to get done. And I'm telling you, I've been there many, many, many times where where you say, God, if you don't show up, it's not going to get done. And guess what? This is what I've learned. I've been walking with God 27 years, 28 years, almost 28 years. This is what I've learned in 27 plus years. God loves it when you're in those situations. God loves it when you're in a situation where it's like, God, I need you to show up. And if you can't, if you don't show up, it's not going to get done. Uh, This is a situation where only you can do this thing. And God loves it when he can do something in your life that only he can do. God loves it when he gets, I call this, put it in the chat. I call it maximum glory. God loves it when you're in a situation where he gets maximum glory. When when God does it, when God finally does it, he loves it when the situation was so big that nobody's going to confuse you with that situation. Nobody's going to be able to say, well, he did it or she did it. No, that was God because he he ain't that smart. She ain't that smart. So so God does it. He loves it when you're in that situation where when he does it, you can't take the credit. And nobody else can take the credit. God is looking for maximum glory out of every situation. God specializes in flexing his muscles in a way that when he provides the grace and you provide the faith, the impossible becomes possible for you. Say amen to that. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. Say I open my heart to that. Amen. All right, and then number three, uh, last one for today, but I have a lot to share with you in this third point. When the world fails, I made this point yesterday, I'm gonna reiterate it today. When the world fails, God is looking for you to believe him so you can step in and shine by his grace. So say this, say it out loud, put it in the chat. When the world fails, I succeed. I succeed when the world fails. Even when the world fails, I step in and I succeed because the grace of God is on me to succeed. So when the power and the systems of this world fail, it creates an open door, a door of opportunity for the children of God. When King Nebuchadnezzar's wise men failed, now, if this had never happened, then Daniel wouldn't have, wouldn't have got promoted. But when, when they failed, when they failed and they were killed, it opened the door for Daniel. Daniel to believe God and then for God to do what only God could do. And then Daniel and his friends got promoted. In the end, say this, in the end, this is going to work out for my good. In the end, when it's all said and done, all of this is going to work together for my good. God empowers his children by his grace to operate on levels that far exceed our human power, human ability, human strength. Grace is all about humanity getting to the end of itself. Say that. Say out loud, I get to the end of myself. When you are in the way, then God can't flow. If, the, if you're doing all the working, then God is going to do all the resting. But if you learn how to rest, then God can work. If you're doing everything, then the grace of God can't flow. But when you learn how to believe God, when you learn how to rest in God's promises, then the grace of God can flow to you and the grace of God can flow through you. And God wants to work through you in a way that far exceeds what you could do without him. So God is looking for you. This is what God is looking for you. He's looking for faith and submission. Put that in the chat. I I, I provide faith and I provide submission. I, I provide the faith and I'm submitted to God to do whatever God can do in my life. Listen, in this season, at the end of 2022, As we're getting ready for 2023, I believe that God is tired of a powerless church. More and more people are getting tired, too. More and more people are walking away from church because they're tired of just coming to church and singing some songs and then, you know, getting a little message and then going home. They want to see the supernatural that God never intended for us to live a life that was void of true power. They want to see the supernatural through you, not just in church, but in corporate America, in business, in in the school system, in the education system, in media, in finance. They want to see the power of God manifest. They want to see, listen, I believe that God is raising up a generation. Say, I'm part of that generation. I believe God is raising up a generation right now who are going to tap into the supernatural. I believe that God is raising up a generation, say, I'm part of that generation, who are believing God, who are going to believe God like Daniel did. Daniel said, hey, hold on for a minute, Mr. King. What you're asking for is not human. What you're asking for cannot be done by a human, but my God can do it and he's going to do it through me. Give me some time. I'm going to go talk to my God and I'm going to come back with all the answers. Your job is to believe. Your job is to submit. Your job is to open up your heart. Your job is to tap into the grace of God to do what you can never do without him. That is part of your job. God's call, his grace is on your life in this season for you to operate on this level. My question is, are you ready? Let that sink in. Are you ready? God has provided the grace. You have to provide the faith. Say, I provide it. Put it in the chat. Say, I provide the faith. All right, so let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I'm telling you, Daniel and the Hebrew boys, there's so much wisdom in learning this. Once again, not textbook stuff. This is newspaper, periodical stuff. It's like we're reading the story and we're gleaning lessons and we continue to grow and evolve as as men and women of God in 2022. Let's close it out. Speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. You have taken up residence inside of me and you give me access to your power I am born again and so I expect the supernatural to be natural to me not by my power but by your grace my part is to believe and to attempt whatever you tell me to do in faith without a doubt and I will do it and together we will leave a mark in this world That will not easily be erased. I am a believer. And signs follow me. And when they do. It will not be. Because I did it. It will be. Because your power. flowed through me. I open my heart to the supernatural. I yield my life to you. I place everything that I am. In your hands. And you use me for your glory. You and me. Me and you together, we're going to change the world, not because I'm so good, but only because you are so good. Father, living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and Prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to today'sword.org. If you don't have my notes, you're going to get my notes for free. Click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Sign up, it's free. And, and do me a favor, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media. I like to read those messages. So just tell me how this message was a blessing. We're celebrating 25, <clears throat> 25 years of today's word, 25 years this month of changing lives. So let's celebrate that 25 years of today's word to God be the glory. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you. And then lastly, I published a book and several journals, and we also have Grace Life Gear. You can find all of that information at rickpina.co. Go to rickpina.co, and that's your one-stop shop to be able to access all of the products and apparel that we have available for you. Thank you for being a blessing to us, and we pray that we continue to be a blessing to you.